Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Do you own or rent your home? Sure you do. And I bet it can be hard work. You know what's easy? Bundling policies with GEICO. GEICO makes it easy to bundle your homeowner's or renter's insurance along with your auto policy. It's a good thing, too, because you already have so much to do around your home. Go to GEICO.com, get a quote, and see how much you can save. It's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. That's GEICO.com. Once again, it's GEICO easy. Visit GEICO.com today. GEICO.com. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 by the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Broadcasting from the site of Super Bowl 54 in Miami, this is Dan Patrick. Welcome to Hour 2, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Certainly a different feel than yesterday, but not lost on us. The great uh, tributes that we had with Kobe Bryant yesterday and uh, Jerry West's words yesterday, very touching, very moving. Also, uh, Reggie Miller as well. And both of those men, Hall of Famers, talked about raising Kobe Bryant. Now, Jerry West said I was basically his surrogate father, and Reggie said he was my little brother. He came over, uh, we worked out together, we uh, had dinners together. Uh, Kobe stayed at Jerry West's house, and they raised him, basically, from a 17-year-old to now uh, lost at age 41. And uh, watching last night, the 60-point performance, his final game, and ESPN wisely replaying that and it was wonderful it really was it was just it was just i i i just wanted to have some kind of mood other than or feeling other than somber and i just wanted to laugh or enjoy and i stumbled upon that last night because wherever you go here at the super bowl people are not talking about the super bowl they still were shocked with the death of kobe bryant and eight others in that helicopter and I know that there'll be information coming in. That's not my level of expertise to find out why there was a crash. I did think about this this morning as the fog was coming in. And, of course, there was fog that morning when Kobe and uh, the eight others died. That that fog rolled in here in Miami. And who knows? You know, maybe it's just something I want to read into it. But uh, uh, I just felt that. I felt that. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. It was uh, opening night last night. They don't call it media night anymore. It's opening night. And uh, the, the Danettes went to uh, media night last night. Any uh, you know big celebrity sightings? Celebrity sightings? Um, I, I geeked out pretty hard. I, I uh, ran into Walter Payton's son, Jared Payton. He works at WGN in Chicago, and yeah. he and I have texted many times over the past years on different things, but never met in person. Yeah. And uh, it, it felt like uh, it's kind of a surreal experience for me, to be quite honest. Um, I, I don't, I'm not sure how to describe it, but uh, 
he like was really nice. We talked a lot, and uh, at one point he goes, I, "I just want to thank you." He goes, I, "He goes, you're on a national show," and he goes, "The fact that you post up on social media and talk about my dad." He goes, "That's not lost on me," and uh, he goes, "It's good to keep 34 out there." And I was like, "I'm gonna need a minute." Do you think he got a little tired of you fanboying about his father, like he was looking to get away from you? I, no, no, I don't think so. I oh, think okay. he likes hearing stories because he was quite young when his father passed away. And I, I told him a story when I was in sixth grade and a, at an autograph show with like a Buick car show. And his dad, uh, I had a cast on me, and he waved me out of line so I could get an autograph over the side. And he goes, look at my arms. He goes, I got goosebumps there. He goes, I don't get tired of hearing this stuff. And uh, it was really neat. Yes, McClellan. There were a lot of questions about one Danette. And oh, I'm yeah. sure you can guess who that would be. Who, who do you get asked about the most when you're out in weird places? Todd. Yes. There was one at weird qu- places. Query, <laughs> query from Mexico. Uh, somebody says, uh, I'm, I'm Raul from NFL Mexico. Where's Todd? And I say, well, he's not here. I'm like, I know where he is. He's in his hotel room <laughs> ordering Chinese with wearing a towel. <laughs> like, really good guess. This is a random journalist from NFL Mexico. He goes, oh, we know about Fritzy down here. Yeah. That's too funny. Yeah. Is uh, Michael Wilbon going to join us? He's going to join us any minute. Okay. Uh, the recent trend in the NFL is if you build a new stadium, you get to host a Super Bowl. But Miami is an exception. The Dolphins play in an average hard rock stadium. Thoroughly average, I would say. Um, the city is so much fun, has so much history. South Florida has hosted the game 11 times. Joe Namath sat poolside. He guaranteed Super Bowl three for the Jets. Steelers beat the Cowboys twice. Terry Bradshaw, Lynn Swan leading the way. Joe Montana had one of the greatest drives in history, leading the Niners past the Bengals. Do you remember how bad that field was that night where I think that there was one of the members of the defensive line for the Bengals blew out his knee? Is it Tim Crumry? And he blew out his knee that the, the turf was so bad that night. John Elway ended his career with the Broncos title. Peyton Manning won as a Colt, then lost one to Drew Brees in the Saints. And then Prince, I think, put on the greatest halftime show of all time back in 2007. When he's doing Purple Rain and it's raining and you go, that's awesome. That He shredded that night. That was spectacular. Uh, the Niners and Chiefs, hopefully they add to another unforgettable ending here with uh, the city of Miami. We make way for the great Michael Wilbon. Pardon the interruption. And of course, covers the NBA for ESPN and ABC. Michael, how are you? Uh, I'm getting uh, slowly back to, I'm not going to say normal day. I'm not there yet. But um, just sort of it's still in a fog, if you will, over Sunday's uh, tragedy and you know, like a lot of people, it's interesting. I I, I got here uh, Saturday night, and obviously the only reason I'm here is for the Super Bowl. And, you know, the week doing the telecast, our broadcast from here. And I haven't uttered one word about it. Haven't thought about it. I was just listening to you talk about it. I, I have no interest in it. I have no stomach for it. I'm, I'm sure that you know, as Tuesday turns into Wednesday, turns into Thursday. I, I guess I'll, I'll inch my way there, but. You know, there's, there's. I, where are you right now, by the way? You see, you back in the studio. I am uh, on Lincoln, and we're uh, about a mile from here. Okay. okay. Yeah. You're down yeah. the street, I, I, yeah. and maybe you have been able to sort of successfully make that turn. I have not yet, and I, I, I just, I don't know when it's going to get there. But I just, I just don't care about it right now. I just have no stomach for it. I, I, I needed, you know, yesterday was tough, but yesterday was necessary. And then 
I, I watched the 60-point game last night, the re-air on ESPN, and I kind of just turned the corner, and I just said, okay, now we celebrate. If somebody brings up Kobe, great. If not, we can talk football. We can talk about a variety of things. But I, I, I had to move on with it, Mike, because I, I, I didn't want to do the show yesterday. I just didn't. And uh, I, I just felt better today. I felt better today. Yeah, I haven't gotten there yet. Like I said, I, I know that, you know, I'll, I'll inch my way back there. Um, but And part of it is not not actively or consciously trying to take the temperature of the room, but other people still being down and, and that extending to me. And I might be – I might have been down on my own anyway. So I'll see. Maybe, maybe this morning, you know, I'll turn a corner, but I suspect it will take another – I suspect it'll take another day or two. Um, but that's why I, 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 I wanted to have you on, and because you you knew Kobe, um, I I admired Kobe. I didn't cover Kobe, but you know there were radio interviews that we had, and I called them conversations because he was the most curious athlete I've ever been around. But to let people know, I mean, why is this global morning taking, you know, take, it's it's not even, you know, one day or it'll be more than one week. And when the Lakers get around to celebrating him, uh, can you put into words why this is, you know, so impactful to so many people? You know, Dan, it, it's interesting when you say he was the most curious guy. I, I, so I, I started thinking about, okay, what were our conversations about? Whether it was, you know, late after everybody else had left the locker room, and I'm sure it, when you were there in Los Angeles, some of those times you were the last guy in there with Kobe. And I don't know about you, although I suspect the conversations weren't all that often about basketball. I mean, they might be tangentially. You know, it wasn't about a game that night or a performance. And I, I said, my God, I love the performances. I love being courtside for that stuff. But the conversations weren't about that. And I think people picked up on that. I think that there was something, and, and, and we do, we're trying to figure out what the something is. I mean, people who never met him, I've had people say to me, I feel like I've lost a family member, and I never met him. Never met, never met him at all. And I, I think that it, 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 he was so telegenic. That's part of it. Um, and he rose above what people expected of a guy who who went straight to the to the to, to professional sports out of high school, and there was still forget about college. There was an intellect there that didn't need that and didn't need to be fed by that, and they connected with it. I was in China this summer, and the adoration Dan was unbelievable. He's been retired for four years. Yeah, and the adoration in China was was crazy. And I got uh, I've gotten texts from uh, journalists in China who had made the trip to L.A. over the years, and, and you know, Kobe was taking Mandarin. And I, there were things that just appealed to people about him. And obviously, he, you know, sitting there with his daughter and playing fight, and you could see them at these games. Um, I it just, it's, it's all, there's just so many pieces that went into this, 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 yes, it's a global appeal. And I don't know that any of us saw entirely this kind of outpouring coming. Yeah, and also, I could hear it in Jerry West's voice yesterday. I mean, he was just so torn up. And, and you know, Reggie Miller came on, and, and Reg said, look, I, I helped raise him. 
Uh, we worked out. You know, he stole my step back jumper. You know, it was we had great battles there. But I, I said, aside from the curiosity that I, that Kobe had, that I always admired, and he gave great thought to your questions. And, you know, he, he, he wanted to be, he was competitive even in an interview. He wanted to be great, but he wanted you to be great to bring that out in him. And I always appreciated that. But the, the one thing he did, he never shied away from the Michael Jordan comparison. He went after it. He said, hey, you're not, nobody's given me the baton. I want the baton. And we realized he wasn't ready for it. And then when he was, Kobe had already taken it. And then he was trying to fine-tune his game to say, I, I can be better than this guy. And remember Tracy McGrady and Grant Hill and some of these other guys? They were like, no, 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 Vince Carter, no, we don't want that comparison. Kobe's like, yes. What, 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 a, what a compliment. What, you know, and I viewed it as gutsy. It's like, you bring it on. And then we're going to watch you so closely every single night in every big moment when you play for a championship. Well, Dan, you know, I was uh, mentioned, I think I mentioned this yesterday. I never talked about it publicly because he didn't want me to. Um, but after, you know, some huge games and playoff games, maybe some regular season wins too, and I was standing outside the locker room, as members of the media do before we, before we go in and talk to people. Kobe, if he was walking in, off, I mean, I, this happened more than a dozen times. In, in his career, he would bump me, elbow me, and say to my ear, so only he could, only I could hear it, he would say something like, how would your boy have done tonight? Would he have done any better than that? What would your boy have done? And, and he, of course, Kobe knew that I had covered Michael, and it was nothing but, wow. it was so beyond good nature, it was adoring. And he, he, he just he thought he was going to get ripped for us because I said to him, let me, let me talk about this publicly. And he goes, no, 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 don't, don't do that. Now, I'm, you know, I'm going to get ripped. I'm like, no, you're not. And who cares? You don't care. He goes, no, I, I do because people are going to take it the wrong way. And he's probably right. Um, but, yes, that was a sign of exactly what you're talking about. He, he loved it, and it was, it was the ultimate way for him to compliment. You talk about he wanted to be great. He, he, he got on me and he got on Stephen A. about not writing anymore because, because Kobe knew us as sports writers. I mean, before either one of us was on television, we, we already knew him. He knew us. And he, I mean, he jacked me up about not writing anymore because there was something, there was some issue or thing. And he said, you know, once upon a time when you were a TV star, you would have written a column. <laughs> And I'm like, where is this going? He's going. No, he goes. No, I got to get on you. You, you, you long to do this thing. You studied to do this thing, and now you don't do it. What is? What's the deal with that? And you know that he, he what you're what you're describing to me is what they did. He challenged you, you know, sort of to be great at what you did. Yeah. And it was so refreshing. And I, I never got the feeling that it was like I, you know people get offended by a lot of stuff, Dan. They get offended by anything easily. I never, I was never offended. Somebody said to me the other day, well, he was, he could be off-putting. And I'm like, okay, I guess, but that didn't put me off. I just thought it was engaging. And so, yeah, I felt, I can tell you and I felt similarly, if not identically, about those things. I'm talking to Michael Wilbon. Yeah, the other thing is, Jordan didn't have anybody to conquer after a while. Kobe always had Michael there, not physically, but even larger, the myth of, you know, or the legend, uh, you know, and then LeBron came in, but Kobe was still focused on Michael. And, you know, you had other guys retire, and then 
he's still chasing Michael. And I think he chased him till the very end. He probably wanted to know what Jordan scored in his final game. Uh, and he probably knew what he scored when you think about it, right? He knew, well, you know, he knew the numbers. Because sometimes, you know, if I wrote something, and particularly, in, you know, if I wrote something, and he could have it in front of him, or somebody sent it, or people had clips. Dan, you remember in the, the the old days that Kobe was, you know, we, he's 41. There's nothing old about him. But remember when players used to, the PR people used to give the clips, and they'd be at their locker, and they'd have stuff to guys who were interested? I remember that, and Kobe was probably the last of those guys. But he would see something, and he would know. If he asked you, he was going to get on you. He was going to come back at you about a stat or a trend or something that he had done. He would say, do you know, you know how many shots so-and-so took last year, average per game? And, you know, probably the first couple of times I made the mistake of thinking that he was going to be in the ballpark. He wasn't in the ballpark. He knew exactly. He knew exactly what the number was. He looked it up, you know, before he engaged in that conversation. And, um, yeah, the Jordan, the Jordans, he never shied away from it. He loved it. And, and you know what else? Here's the thing. Michael loved it. I never get the feeling that I, – I know that Michael is tired of, annoyed with the LeBron goat questions, issues, because we, we've talked about it, a little bit publicly, more privately. I, I never got the feeling – and maybe just, just everybody was younger and it was more tolerated. And Michael, he loved him. He adored Kobe right back. He wasn't put off by any of that. And so, yeah, it, it's just – Everything about the way people engaged with him right through this was different than we engaged to be, to me. Maybe you can come up with somebody else, with anybody else in sort of sports public life. And then, and you know, there was a period where not all of it was good. But the way well, people engaged with him was different. I think Michael saw himself, and how could you not like seeing yourself in somebody else? You know, he liked that he was just fearless. You know, Michael doesn't see himself in LeBron. He sees he no, saw himself in, in Kobe. Oh, no question. Hey, um, laugh a little bit. Celebrate a little bit. Uh, you know, I'm going to try to today. And um, I, you know, like like you said, and, and I'm going to have to do this. You, you knew... I can tell from what you told me. You you made a conscious effort, and you just said, I, I, I can't be shrouded in this sadness another day. And I applaud you for it because, you know, you you know, because you can't, because you just you can't sit there forever. Well, I don't know if I'm going to be able to turn it today and laugh today. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like for something to happen. You know what I'd do, Mike? Push me. I'd, write a, I'd write a column for Kobe. Well, I've been asked to do it. I've been asked to do it, um, and I, I, I said no, because that exercise was going to be you – know, I used to be able to write a column in a couple of hours, and now it's going to take me six, and it's like that's going to be six to eight hours of just more sadness. But maybe I will. Maybe that's – Celebrated. And you know what? Activity. Mike, I watched that game that like, last night. I watched that game, and, and I – It was – It just lifted a little bit of this – Sadness. It was just ah. Uh, that's right. This is this is what he would want you to remember. That he was, he, you know, he found a, a great comfort zone with his family, with his daughters, with his wife. 
the fact that 17 seconds left, you know, he's trying to get 60 points. He's pushing off Gordon Hayward. He's fighting for every little inch, every little opening. I got to score 60. I'm getting 60. We're going to win this game. And I said, I, I, I'm not grieving anymore. I'm not. I, I'm not sad. I'm, I'm. You know, I'm disappointed that we lost him. But this is who he was. This is what he wants us to remember. Remember me as a great father. Love my daughters. Love my wife. And I was an entrepreneur. And I gave you a hell of a show every bleeping time I got on the floor. He gave a show. It was a performance. It was like performance theater. And that was like Jordan too. There was no talk of load management. He gave it to you every time. The full value of your ticket times 100. And you're right. I should have watched last night. I missed the opportunity, Dan, and maybe I'll find a way to do it anyway. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you joining us, Mike. Thanks for having me, Dan. I appreciate it, man. That's Michael Wilbon, ESPN's, pardon the interruption, co-host. Mike, brought to you by Mercedes-AMG. Be prepared for whatever comes your way. The all-new GT four-door coupe. Because life is a race, visit your local dealership for a test drive today. If you missed any of our interviews this week from the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave, go to the DP Show app, watch and listen from inside the Mercedes-AMG Man Cave. Mercedes-AMG driving performance. And I'm not callous to this. Um, I felt horrible yesterday. Um, I felt, felt you know, hopeless, uh, sad on Sunday. It's just, this is a three-hour live show where I'm on camera, I'm on the radio, and you can't hide. But um, it, it takes its toll. It's really, really difficult because, you, you know, you want to grieve, you want to pay your respects, but, man, I want to celebrate him. I do. I want to celebrate him. And that's what I've chosen to do. Everybody is going to choose their own path with this. And, um, you know, Michael coming on, and you can tell he's not there yet. Jerry West yesterday was broken up. Uh, Reggie Miller chose to celebrate him. Shaq is choosing to celebrate him. They'll have their moments of mourning. There'll be the funeral. There'll be a wake. There'll be a celebration. Uh, remember, instead of the Laker game on Friday. Um, and then we'll move on. But he'll, he would always want you to remember that he gave you what you came to see. And how many athletes do that? Take a break. Rich Eisen joins us coming up next year on the Dan Patrick Show. Hey, it's Paulie Paps from the Dan Patrick Show. We've got an awesome podcast to tell you about today. It's the big podcast with Shaq. Of course, it's big. Tune in every week as Shaq and his crew cover sports, entertainment, and a lot more with Shaq. That's the only way the diesel does it. The show is full of laughs and amazing stories. Stay tuned to the end of this episode from a great clip from the big podcast with Shaq. Then be sure to subscribe on Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast listening apps so you don't miss an episode. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, while supplies last. Offer ends 331 by the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. Jerome Bettis will join us next hour, as will Deion Sanders. 
Dion always remember when Dion took off his shoe at the Minneapolis Super Bowl and he had that turf toe. Man, it it looked like his feet were giving birth to another toe or something. <laughs> And he was like, yeah, I, I had turf toe or something like it. Yeah, Paul. Well, all these guys who have the broken toes and the fingers that go in a different direction, they say they're accustomed to it. We're, we're, we freak out by it, but like Brian Baldinger and these guys. Oh, God. And they say if you break it and reset it, that's months of pain, and they're fine. Well, wasn't it Tory Holt? Yeah. Wasn't he on, like, Good Morning Football? And I said, oh, my God, look at that. His hand looked and, like a Picasso paint. And he, he had a... It, he had a finger that was going this way, as if he turned on the, a blinker, his right blinker, and his finger went out like that. I go, it's not supposed to go like that. All right. Uh, our next guest is known for his outstanding work at ESPN, the NFL Network, James K. Polk High School, proud Michigan graduate who has shown great resiliency. He comes back every year after his Wolverines failed to do so against Ohio State. We're especially grateful that he went so far out of his way to come here Given his set is about 30 yards away. Please welcome Rich Eisen. Yay! Thank you. Yay! Thank you. Now, no walk-off music? or Well, no, it, that, it was just an introduction. I all spent right. all the money on that. We gave you the Bulls introduction. I take you. Okay, we got all sorts of pillows sitting up here. And... Hey, Dan. Wait, are you kvetching already? I'm kvetching, <laughs> yes. It is South Florida. What is your favorite Yiddish word? Oh, gosh. Um, I think kvetching is pretty good. That's a good one. Meshugana? Meshugana is great. Look at you feeding me Yiddish words. I know. Look at you. Machnachas. Machnachas, which is joy. You give me joy. I get joy. Who wrote that uh, for you? Good Yontif. Good <laughs> You would say that to me all the time whenever I sat down. Whenever I sat down doing sports, then I would sit down before you just look at me, good young kids, and I'm like, good, there you yeah. go. It's because I had a Jewish producer for, I don't know how many years, five years. Right. And he, we were in New York. Yeah. And he said, you might need to know some Yiddish. And I go, when am I going to need to know Yiddish? Right. And then I got to the Diamond District to buy my engagement ring for right. my wife. And knowing Yiddish helped a little bit. It came bit. in. It came yeah. in. You got a little cut, right? Yeah. Because I, cut, I right? said good yontif when yeah. I went in to buy my engagement Very good. for my wife. They didn't give me a discount, though. So what happened? I you bought it. Being, okay, very good. Yeah, that so when, worked you out. know, the Sandler movie, Uncut Gems? Yeah. I know that feeling of going into the Diamond District in New York. I have not seen that yet. I oh, need to see goodness. it. I heard it's great. He did a wonderful job. And... And I, I felt bad for him he didn't get nominated, but I said, but you're the underdog. It. Like, it might be bad for your brand if you actually got nominated. Right. Because, <laughs> and, and it, it's, sure. well, I'm trying to help him. I felt bad. <laughs> that's, that's the way you comfort. Yes. Like, it's good for you yeah. that you didn't get nominated because your brand is yeah. you'd never get nominated. And, and that's, that's basically so then, a great way to and my wife be there goes, for your friend. Well, how would you feel if somebody says, hey, it's great you didn't get nominated for a sports event. Yeah, exactly. It's good for your brand. It's good for your okay. brand okay. that you're substandard <laughs> or you're low rent. Um, okay, so. But, but great, oh, uh, great, who, who wrote, McLovin. which one of you guys wrote it? McLovin. McLovin, huh? I, with the gonna, Michigan, are you going to get back at me for that? No, what's to get back? What's who to get the, back? Which what dad were you giving you a hard time huh? about? Who texted you in the middle of the game? Oh, oh my God. Very insulting. Okay. Is this what the first time I've seen you since that, like, yeah. physically seen you? Do you guys want to recap this? Anything you want to say, Tom? Well, I mean, I'll recap it for those who are just joining us, certainly the studio audience here. Um, that Michigan's playing Army, um, and as it turned out, 
the win-loss kind of didn't matter anyway for their national championship hopes, as we subsequently found out leading to the dig that McLovin wrote for Dan to lead me into this chair, um, that, you know, I'm at my son's soccer game. My phone is literally on half a percent of battery. I'm hoping that the way I'm following it through the app, watching this little football, the way it moves around on the screen and how it affects my emotions so greatly. And I get a text from, um, from Fritz, Tight in the big house. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it is. A very poor Captain Obvious. Thanks for the update, that's Cronkite. Fritzy's nickname is Captain Obvious. Yes, and Captain Obvious struck. He struck. his need to let him know I was watching and I was feeling for him in the filters and the angry, agony over what was, might happen. Yeah, but, but, but you're, not, you're not, it doesn't sound like that. It feels like you're rubbing it in when you said, hey, it was meant and to I, be not And I, I feel bad because I do see some Orange Crush fans over there, but um, I was waiting for a similar big moment <laughs> for the Broncos to play out this season for me to exact my revenge and nothing ever materialized. Unfortunately, they were so blown out way before. I've got that in my back pocket for when Drew Locke does actually do um, what it seems like he has the ability to do. But So, yes, good to see you again. Good to see yeah. you, Mike. Good to see you again. Mike yeah. Marcus, good young. All right, we, we spent way too much time in the first hour talking about the Chargers, the Philip Rivers decision. Yeah. I think Philip Rivers moved on from the Chargers, literally, since he moved, sure. moved to Florida. Right. And then I had a source who uh, said to me, Keep an eye on the Colts for Philip Rivers. Sure. I mean, the Colts, if you want to make complete and total sense of it, is the best spot. And Dungey, I'm sure, has said similar things on your show as he said on mine. The best landing spot for Tom Brady is Indianapolis. That team is ready to win. This year they were ready to win with their 12 if he didn't retire. And if Brady doesn't retire, which he's not going to, the perfect spot for him to enter with a situation that is all set up is Indianapolis. Yeah, but and does it make sense for Philip Rivers to end up with the Colts? Oh, sure. I mean, yeah, they, they need a veteran presence, one would think, at quarterback. But Philip um, Philip needs to, in the last minutes of a game, take better care of the football. I don't think his teammates were the ones who were – although I don't – I shouldn't say that. I, I haven't – Looked at the all 22, Dan. But sometimes an interception is on the quarterback. Sometimes it is not. But Phillip would be a great spot for Indianapolis. Anybody that can come there and maybe bring a veteran presence in a, may, in a way that Brissett um, did not would be a perfect fit right there. And I look, the way things work in the NFL is season's over. They have exit interviews. They sit down. I'm sure Phillip was told. We're not going in this direction. Everybody kept it quiet because of the obvious sensitivities. And Philip decided, let's go move back closer to home in Alabama and went, wound up from all what I'm hearing is in Tampa. And that would obviously be a fascinating situation as to what their quarterback um, future is there. But um, it, it was obvious that the two of them found out from each other that we're done. And to me, living in Los Angeles, my three beautiful children never talk about Chargers football to me. Never once. Not at all. I mean, they'll see a Rams game, they'll see a Chargers game, and they'll stop for a Rams game because they know the Rams are in Los Angeles. They have not gone to that uh, makeshift, if you will, soccer slash football facility that the Chargers have been playing in. If Brady shows up in Los Angeles, my three kids would demand a powder blue 12 on the spot. 
And that is a fact. That is an absolute fact. And all of Los Angeles would stop what they are doing and say, huh, the Chargers, like, yeah, they've been here for three years. Yeah. And that's what Brady would bring to the equation. The question is obviously all the moving parts in New England. Yeah, that's why I'm trying to figure this out. If the Patriots want him back, according to Robert Kraft, Brady wants to go back, then why won't this happen? Because um, of something we're not completely familiar with, I think. 20 years of a relationship. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, If it is a roster concern, that unfortunately can't be addressed prior to when the fail-safe moment of having to sign this contract is. It's right at the new league year. They... They, they have shown that they went out and they did get Antonio Brown, and obviously we know why that didn't work out. They did get Josh Gordon. We know why that didn't work out. So they could say the track record, we coughed up a two for Sanu, which rhymes, and, um, and that didn't work out. So they tried, but if it's roster concerns and he does look over the steering wheel and sees what he's got in New England, and again, Mike Williams... Keenan Allen, Eckler, and Gordon, and Hunter Henry, and then on defense, Bosa and Ingram and Derwin James. I mean, that is a serious roster that you have to consider is ready to win in a two- to three-year window that Brady, even with his superhuman uh, anti-aging ability, um, has left. You'd have to sit there and think that. And how does the breakup happen? To me, that is, once this game is over, the story and if it's Garoppolo winning it all would make that story even more significant because we in the media and many other people will forget that after they traded Garoppolo away, yeah, Brady did win two of the next four, yeah. right? So they did get what they needed out of it. I like but how we'll people see. are like, oh, you know, the Patriots regret getting rid of Jimmy Garoppolo. Not when they're hoisting two Super no, If you said... You could go. You could say to Belichick, "Hey, you're going to get two Super Bowls in the next four years, uh, but you got to lose Jimmy Garoppolo." See ya. Yeah, yeah. But we're making it seem like, oh man, they made a mistake by getting rid of Garoppolo. No, I mean they they got what they wanted, and one of the years they didn't win it, they were in the Super Bowl, <laughs> so they made it three out of four years. Um, so all that said, um, once this game is over. We're looking over the steering wheel, looking at the combine in two and a half weeks, which is amazing how quick it shows up. We will be looking at the Brady story, what's going on, and how do all the young pieces fit. I know two is coming on both of our shows later this week. Joe, uh, Joe Burrow as well. Um, Herbert, where does he go? And there's other quarterbacks that are rising, as they say. And how do they all fit, and what does that mean for Phillip, for uh, Brady and I, I think Breeze comes back and plays for New Orleans. I know he says that he's got a process that he's going through. I would be stunned yeah, if that too. doesn't happen. Unless he's got a TV job, that's true. That's the only thing yeah, I there is that what it, I mean. And you know, I, I know it is an occupied spot in the Monday Night Football booth right now. Um, but where does Romo go? Does he go somewhere? Would Breeze take that job on Monday night? And the fact that the rumor always was that, yes, Peyton wants to run a franchise, but he would have been interested in the Monday Night Booth if not for the fact that at some point in a blowout game we'd have to turn to Peyton and go, so, Daniel Jones just got the job in New York. What do you think? (laughs) And it would put him in a very difficult spot. Now that, as we all know, is no longer an issue. That will be an interesting media spot and how this might all play out. 
Rich Eisen, host of the Rich Eisen Show, NFL Network host. Uh, who's on the guest list later on today? Uh, later on today, Dion will walk over. Um, and also, we got Steve Smith Sr., Frank Caliendo, Jorge Masvidal will stop by. We'll talk a little bit of... Of, uh, oh, by the way, Eric yeah. Stone Street was on your you you skyped with uh, the the great actor yeah. from Modern Family, yeah. Kansas City Chiefs fan. Yeah, he's he's got a beef with me. He does. I, I don't know if he knows the real story of. He the doesn't. Beef. Okay. Or based on your read of it, that once the AFC Championship game was over, you know, I called all of my friends who are Chiefs fans. He is one of them, and um, I I FaceTimed him because you know I'm I'm a face to face guy. And I'd like to see when he's celebrating, and he was already full celebration mode, as we all know the NFC Championship game happened after. Long story short, there's several members of the offensive line of the Kansas City Chiefs reveling with Eric, and all of them say that you owe them dinner because the Chiefs were better than the Chargers. And... You say you took the Chiefs all year. No, I took the Chiefs to this year. I know that. I so there's the a Chargers. disconnect. All I know, again, is that is that we in the media, I guess we're all painted with one large brush by the people that we cover. One of the players screamed that I owed him dinner. And I'm like, what are you talking about? And Stone Street goes, no, 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 that's not Dan Patrick. That's Rich Eisen. And Dan's the one who owes us dinner. And they all widely agreed. And all of them... Um, had nothing but derision for you <laughs> based on their facial expressions. So there is a disconnect here and, uh, and a bridge to divide, Dan. I, you know, bring it on, Stone Street. He's coming. Well, he's coming. No. I mean, but they're all, they all think that. Now, this said, if it was a 2018 wager yeah. where you said your Chargers would be better than the Chiefs, yes. you still lose. Because they made the AFC Championship game and the Chargers did not. Yeah. Right? So both sides could be right. That I, I, I'm more than happy to take him to Sparrow. <laughs> I, no, I will. Fritzy went there. He said the ZD is great. It is. Is that right? Yeah. It's yep. In an airport? Uh, no, right across the street from our oh, hotel. Right across the street. Yeah. There's a hot dog. You can take him out for dessert. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. You just go right down the row. Right there. But I'll sure. take Eric out for for dinner. Look, I don't want to get involved. Look, I was just wanted to give you a heads up because I'm friends with you. I'm friends with him. I don't want to be caught in the middle. It's really awkward, Dan. Okay. I'm just, I, I'm with the Chiefs this year. You're all in. Yeah, I said they were going to win. So let's all just let's get along. Why don't we just hug it out and then we move on? I think that'll be a wonderful moment for you on Friday's show. There could be tears. Uh, <laughs> and then a seven and a half hour pregame show. Seven and a half hour pregame show yeah. on NFL Network. It's mm-hmm. nine in the morning. Yeah. And I will be there for all seven and a half hours. Yeah. I might do one of those, like, you know, live action uh, photographs to see how I progress in, <laughs> in seven and a half hours. See how I, how I look any Maybe pressure. you could get Scorsese to do that anti aging he did <laughs> in the Irishman. Yeah. 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 All That's of a sudden, right. you look like you're 26. That's exactly right. Uh, I'll do that. I'll that- be- the De Niro post-game show host. Thank you for stopping by as always. Larry Tyson. We'll take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show.
If you're looking to add some excitement, make BetDSI.com your betting partner. Use BetDSI's live betting platform where you can watch all the events and even bet all the games until the final whistle. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. Why choose BetDSI? BetDSI has been paying winners for 20 years and is top rated on betting review sites. Use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash this week. BetDSI has a user-friendly interface and mobile site and has the fastest payouts in the industry. Simply play, win, and get paid. BetDSI offers betting options for everything. Bet on NFL, NBA, NHL, boxing, and all other major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, virtually everything. Try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish, every play, and every minute until the end. New members get a 100% bonus match using promo code DP101. That's double your money to start winning today. Once again, go to BetDSI and use promo code DP101 and get this limited time on 100% bonus offer to make some extra cash. It's only a game until you bet it. Bet DSI. Hey, listeners, just wanted to take a minute to thank all our great sponsors and all of you great listeners for supporting this podcast. We certainly couldn't do it without either of you. And I wanted to remind you that you can support our sponsors by going to our show page at podcastone.com, clicking on the support this podcast button, and there you will see all our wonderful sponsors that help make this show possible. Thank you for downloading, subscribing, and, of course, supporting. And now, back to the show. Napa know-how. Right now, only at Napa, AAA members get a 20% discount. So you can avoid getting stranded on the side of the road by picking up some quality parts, like batteries, brake pads, and more. Meaning you can prevent the problem before it ever becomes a problem. Bravo. That's 20% off for AAA members. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores, exclusions apply. May not be combined with other offers. Offer ends 331.20. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today. We reached out to quite a few people on Sunday and yesterday to uh, give us their remembrances of uh, Kobe Bryant, including Shaquille O'Neal. And Shaq's people said, look, you're at the top of this list when he gets ready to talk to the media. He does have his podcast, uh, the big podcast with Shaq on Podcast One. And uh, he talked about how much he loved and admired Kobe Bryant. And I know some idiots going to bring up the relationship with me and Kobe had. Our relationship was, was that of brothers. When I saw Kobe and his daughters, loved them. He saw my kids, loved them. If you look at my kids' tweet, uh, Instagram, he talked to Sharif yesterday morning. He was checking so, in He was checking in on your son so, not an hour before his death. So all the stuff that is documented between us, it was never a dislike. It's just... Listen, this is what brothers do. I have a younger brother. We fight all the time. But guess what? I love him. And I love Kobe Bryant. I'm the first to say, hey, I got four rings, and I know I couldn't have got three without him. And, Stephen, you were following those tweets on uh, Sunday. Yeah, yeah. Shaq's son, he, um, he, you know, had posted, like a lot of people were doing, about messages or, you know, pictures with them and Kobe. And, uh, actually, when you read the messages from Kobe to Shaquille O'Neal's son, it really changes the whole way that you see the dynamic between Shaq and Kobe. Because that you could tell that there was sort of 
and Uncle Kobe there that was checking in. Hey, bud, how you doing? You good, fam? Uh, like, how's the surgery? How's your rehab? How's this? And there was a very clear, like, loving relationship there. And it completely changed the way that I thought the Shaq and Kobe relationship was, what that dynamic was. Yeah, and his uh, Shaq's son had the heart condition and uh, transferring from UCLA. And, uh, you know, Kobe staying in touch with him before he got on the, the helicopter. Uh, you guys went to media night, last, opening night, I should opening say. Night, yeah, it's please. opening night. And then you ran into a guy who was imitating you. You had the great Halloween costume. And you got, I don't know how many uh, retweets on that, but it, it, time, was, yeah, yeah. It, was pretty, it was a pretty popular outfit. Then Andy Reid, when he was 13, he's in the punt, pass, and kick competition. And he looks like he's 6'2", 250 pounds. And everybody <laughs> else looked like Lilliputians next to Gulliver. You went as Andy Reid uh, for your Halloween costume there. And then last night. Yeah, there was a fake Andy Reid. He spelled Reid, R-I-E-D, as he did on the pump basket. But he didn't have the little guy next to him like my daughter played. That was different. He said it was an homage. There's a Vegas over-under on whether they show that during the Super Bowl. Really? Uh, I mean, a Vegas prop bet. Prop do, you, bet. do you think they would show that, that video of him <laughs> throwing the ball 60 yards outfield at age 12? I think so. I don't know. Maybe like a pregame. It's Fox. I know. What about <laughs> the other? I wonder if they're going to do baby Andy Reid or there's that guy. Have you ever seen the guy who looks like Andy Reid? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it is stunning how cool. He must be a big I love, celebrity. I love the baby Andy Reid. Now, wait. So that's all the celebrities you saw last night? Oh, but, I mean, it was. I mean, that's probably like this is my entire life. Is like oh, I literally knew every middle-aged sports writer in the house who is like... Who was the mayor of media night? He walks around. We were going to shoot a few videos, and, and every time I'm looking at McLovin, he's got four people around him grandstanding. He, he's like the he's like the, the host down there. You know who I spent some time with? Uh, Sage Steele's brother, Chad Steele. He thought who he was you gonna, think that he's Tony Gonzalez? Yeah, I said, hey, Tony Gonzalez. And he was like, he's like, man, I thought the, he's the Ravens PR director. He thought he would be here with yeah. the Ravens. It's pretty tough. But he said he has an interesting job. He follows the Super Bowl MVP around afterwards. And I, I admit, I told on you, I'm like, yeah, every time we watch the Super Bowl highlight, Dan says, wait, wait, I think I'm in this shot. I think I'm in this shot. <laughs> yes, Paul. We saw Ross Tucker, our buddy, the former football player, and we saw him for two seconds. He goes, there's empanadas upstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Entire conversation. He is Tommy boy. He is. Spicy mustard. Uh, what we did last night brought to you by uh, Stoli Vodka. We have our Bloody Marys here. We're going out on the boat, yes, going fishing. I don't know if I want to. Do I want a Bloody Mary on the boat going fishing? Heck yeah, dude. <laughs> Man, what could go wrong? What could go wrong? All right, coming up next hour, final hour. Jerome Bettis will join us. Bussy and Dion Sanders. Final hour on this Tuesday, Dan and the Danettes, Dan Patrick Show. Back after this from Miami. As promised, here's a clip from the big podcast with Shaq. I've never seen it this early, though. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's the I mean, difference. You're like the first couple weeks. I've never seen this early. So I, it's, it's, it's two takes on that. One, you think you're so good that you can let guys sit out. You don't care about your position in the playoffs. You're going to win no matter what. It's a, it's a really tough gamble. A really tough gamble. I've, I did it, so I'm not going to criticize it. When I was, especially when I got older, when guys said take a special. Matter of fact, when Phil got there, Phil would look at the standings, and I don't know how he did it. He kept us away from Utah. And he kept us away from, uh, I want to say, the Rockets all the time. He just kept us away. So he would come and say, all right, take these two games off. And I'd be like, oh, and he'd be like, but you need to ride the bike. Like, he would just know 
And, you know, his thing was we needed some type of home court advantage, preferably the number one spot. But it's been going on for years. So, you know, it's a gamble. Uh, I, I feel I feel for the fans when you pay your money to see a certain guy play and he doesn't play. That's mine. I I do feel for that. But this is chess, not checkers. You want a championship or you want a guy to, to come play a game and possibly get hurt? I know it's not something you probably think about, but it can't happen. I can't knock it because I've done it. I just... I just know this a gamble, and I feel both sides. Napa know-how. Now at Napa, get a free Chase Elliott racing hat with any $25 purchase. Set of brakes? That'll cover it. New battery? Hat-worthy. Replacing an air filter? Then adding on wiper blades and headlamps just to break $25? Chase approved. So get what you need and a free Chase Elliott hat. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. Participating Napa Auto Park stores while supplies last. Offer ends 331.20. By the time you finish this ad, 1,157 people will have planned their travel on Skyscanner. Skyscanner is here to make travel simple while finding you the best deals. From flights and hotels to car rentals, we bring everything together in one place so you can plan the perfect trip from D.C. and beyond. Discover why over 100 million travelers trust us every month. Search Skyscanner or download the Skyscanner app today.